Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. and am to be back. Um, It's been a long six weeks. The last show we had was October 26th. That was after the first um, huge threat to uh, life that I had to deal with. And um, in the meantime, two emergency 911 calls, two hospital stays, two surgeries, all of that didn't think at times we were going to make it. At one time, I really thought that's it. They were gone, and they came back. And, um, boy, what a fight for life, and what an appreciation. Talk about grateful feelings going a long way of how just one life is so important. And then that magnified in my mind to all of these people, COVID, and we found out my aunt had COVID and she just got out of the hospital and her daughter, who's a mother of four, has it. And, you know, all these crazy things going on around us. And yet we have an internal instinct to fight for life. Down to the point where you, when you feel there's no quality left, But then the person's just sleeping and resting. And you look at them and you say things to yourself like, wow, God God still needs them here. They still need to be here for whatever reason they are here. There's something for them to learn. There's something for their brain their heart, their mind to see before they go. And sometimes people may wonder, you know, especially when nothing is going on with you and your health is with you and you think, God, I would never put up with that. But when it's you, you you don't know until you get there what you would do to survive, how important somebody's life is. And not discounting that that in, internal instinct that we have to survive because without it then we don't need to be here in so many ways because life moves fast and it gets all complex and messy and then we get time to think about it and then we can decide how we want to react to it right we can be grateful We can be upset, we can feel punished, we can feel like a victim, and it's all about us or it's all about the other people. But in truth, 
It's about our survival instinct to help each other and do what it takes. Do everything in our power. Because when we pause like that in life, and it does feel overwhelming, I can't lie, I mean, I couldn't do the show. I couldn't. That day, that last time I did the show, that night prior to that day was the first I saw of this phase of this illness. And I I couldn't just wake up and go, good morning, because I couldn't. I mean, I could only be as real as I was, but it took everything in me to do that show. And I realized that I could not do the show until I did my best over here, and I literally cut everything out of my life and only did that. And still am doing it, but at least now I feel like we are coasting and that there is a ray of light that I can focus on and not take away the experience of this life, of this everyday having to deal with it's like that game macamole you know you hit one thing and five things come up and you're trying to hit them all and and learning how to pace myself which was really a biggie because you know I'm like all in I jump in I'm doing everything and then <laughs> Friday night just this past week I fell asleep at 6 30 in the evening and I didn't wake up till five the next morning and after two hours I went back to sleep till twelve thirty in the afternoon it was all I could do to stay awake for a few hours and just went to sleep, and my body just needed. It was like starving for catching up to itself. And I thought, gosh, how am I going to do the show? Look at how tired I am. But it it only needed to reset itself. And I was so excited about just coming back and talking about life especially after seeing it come and go and and putting in perspective what to focus on. Because for everything we can complain about, we can counter that complaint. We can challenge our complaints. Really think about that. Think about every complaint you have in your head. Well, there isn't this or there isn't that and we're, we're upset. But learning to challenge our complaints. Like, what do you mean you're you're so tired you can't take care of this person that's dying? What do you mean that this isn't okay? It is okay because we are actively working on this. Challenging our worst thoughts, the ego trying to slip in in between those cracks of feeling tired or worried or fearful, or doubtful, because they're going to show up. This is like ego's playground. And I learned to just turn it around and challenge those thoughts that try to interfere with our experiences. Really think about that. They want to interfere with our experiences. It's like you going to a mall and there's everything you need in that mall, whatever it is. I don't know if they sell food and I haven't been in a mall for so long, but food or 
or health needs or, you know, clothing or things that make you more comfortable. And everywhere you go, they close the door just to you. Everyone else can go that feels like they can go in, but ego is that closed door. Oh, no, you can't go in there. That would be too helpful. Oh, wait a minute. You can't go in there either. That would be too helpful. Here, let's just stay over here and cry and weep in a dark corner. That's where I like you, where you just feel like you cannot do this anymore. Because you can. Because you can. Challenging our worst thoughts gives gratefulness in our thoughts about the great things that are happening in this present moment. It takes us away from worrying about our past and crying about this person said and that person did and we start that baby voice in our heads that keeps trying to point fingers at everyone else, what everyone has done to us. We've all created that story. But that story is meant to be grown from, not lived in. Ego's best tool is giving you your past and rehashing it over and over again like beating you over the head with a club. We cannot change our past. So then when we we kind of marginalize the past, it takes you into the future. Well, what if this doesn't stop? Well, how are you going to continue to do this? And it goes on and on and on. But no one can predict the future. So that's ego's number two try. First, it's your past, and it starts attacking your future. What are you going to do with your life? How are you going to do it? Wow, that's going to take long. That's going to take a lot of money. That's going to, and it just chases you down. But when you challenge those thoughts, that's, that's putting gratefulness into action. It's not just about, I'm grateful for this, and I'm grateful for that, and I'm so scared it's going to go away. It's challenging the thoughts, having the strength to challenge those thoughts that attack our feelings and our negative emotions as we have them. Those feelings that we go, oh, wow, why did I just think that? Oh, my God, I don't really mean that. Wait a minute. That's not even my natural thought. Challenge this thought. Challenging thoughts that we know are not our best thoughts. Because over two million years of evolution, we worry about things. And it's a survival instinct. But we don't worry to the point that we feel inept. We just say things like, I'm worrying about this. Why? I can handle this. Challenging that worry, thought, fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. Ego's little little way in, you know, that little crack, and then it finds a way to, to come in and fill that crack for you, and you feel safe for a minute. 
with thoughts of worry or fear or doubt or control or guilt. Oh, I can't do that. I've always been scared of that. I meet couples and, you know, you you meet people, you don't know anything about them, and then you, let's say, have dinner with them, and they give you their whole list of what they don't do. Oh, no, she has issues with that. Instead of addressing the issues, now we're enabling them, right? Oh, she can't do that. Oh, she's scared of lighting a match. Oh, she's scared of, and, and everybody is like in agreement, including the person. And then the person just sits there like, hurry dum, see, I've got my whole world protecting me from what? From yourself? Because you can't challenge your worst thoughts. They're all aiding and abetting your worst thoughts so that you don't grow? I would really think about why I chose those people around me, because they were willing. Because anything in our past that we are not grateful for becomes our current baggage. I'm going to say that one more time because this is a biggie. Anything in our past that we are not grateful for becomes our baggage and lets the fears and limiting belief system that we have that we can't cross this line and we can't cross that boundary It's feeding them every single day that goes by. The package gets bigger. The regrets get bigger. The fears become more solidified. And our limiting beliefs will keep us in that box for as long as we allow it to. For many, it could be an entire lifetime. That's why when Christ says, that when we don't learn the lesson, we will repeat, there are no mistakes. When we aren't grateful for what we have learned, without realizing it, we view it as a mistake, and it becomes part of the baggage that we carry with us every single place we go. We don't think of it that way, and some ways we feel like, wow, I'm doing this right. I'm taking care of myself. But deeper inside, you know that's not true. A lot of people who come to me in the beginning download their whole repertoire of baggage because they're so used to it that it's just normal. It's just normal. We know it's not normal or they wouldn't be talking to me. Gratefulness can be put into action. And when it is, the feelings you feel subconsciously and consciously will surprise you. Creativity that starts to come to you the empowering thoughts that you start to have, it's like they were waiting 
at the door for someone to just open it and set it free. Because when we forego being grateful for our worst lesson, the worst lesson we could think of that we say, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. And sometimes I'll say, well, well, well wait, what did, what did you learn from that? And if you can't tell yourself what you learned from that, put it in the baggage column. Put it in the baggage column because that is what it is. Call it for what it is. Wow, I am carrying this baggage. I can't see why that could have ever happened to me. Poor me. Why was I punished? Why is God punishing me? Negative emotions, right? But now we can say, oh, wow, that's a negative emotion. I know it sounds silly, but when you're in that place, at least identify the emotion. That's a negative emotion. That's what it sounds like right there. Wow, I just did that. We all have them. But I, I don't want to carry it. Oh, wait a second. I have a tool now. My tool is to challenge that negative emotion. You can view it as a physical letter coming to you. You know how you get those letters, how you have been rejected for, I don't know, getting into a school or a credit card or for something, right? But just identify it. Call it out. Wow, that's a negative emotion. What can I do to challenge my negative emotion? Because those are the two choices we have when we have a negative feeling, right? We either challenge it or we accept it. If we challenge it, our strength comes out. And if we accept it, our ego runs the show. Those are the choices. That's the fork in the road for any negative emotion that we have. We either say, wow, okay, wow, poor me. I, I got rejected from this college. Instead of saying, wait a minute, I applied for you know four or five colleges and this one just wasn't the right one for me or I would have been accepted in this college. Huh, that's interesting. I thought it might be a 50-50 chance. But I guess this answered my question. That's empowering. Oh, wow, they didn't want me. I wonder why they didn't want me. I just wasn't good enough. You were a number to somebody who doesn't know you from anybody. And maybe that school was looking for people who were really strong in liberal arts. And you were super strong in science. You don't know. So don't create stuff to fill in what you don't know. Just say, I don't know, but what I do know is that this answered my question. Worrying comes easy and naturally. 
but it's not meant to live under that title of I'm a worry wart. Because people, and I, I still see this till this day, but people say they are worry warts or that they, they worry a lot. And then they look at you for a pat on the back for being a worry wart. But I look at them and say, why did you choose that umbrella to live under? How does that feel every day? How do you sleep at night? Worrying a lot is torture. Worrying is saying, I don't believe God has my back. I don't believe you have my back. I don't believe anybody has my back. I feel like the world's out of control and I need to waste my life worrying about it. Challenge worry. Don't I trust that there is some good in our world? Don't I trust that everybody in the world doesn't want these things I worry about to happen to them either? I'm I'm just like them. But how come they're not carrying it and why am I? Do I not believe in God enough to trust that I will be okay no matter if the worst case of anything I could think actually happens in real life? Instead of worrying about it, let me think through my worst case. Wow, I would wish I'd die if something like that happened. Okay, now I know how I'd feel. Check. Because fear, doubt, worry brings out our controls, brings out our guilt for not feeling them. Because ego's got a lot of layers to it. None of them are good, but all of them will grow you if you could just identify what's going on in you. Hey, I got some negative emotions. Oh, that's because I fear the future, which is going to give me anxiety, and which is going to make me worry. Okay, that's one choice. Now, my other choice is I can trust. I can trust that life will be okay. I can't keep worrying about scary things going to happen to me or to the people I love. I have to trust that I am doing my best. There isn't more I can do than my best. And God, I know you're with me on this. I know you're with me on this. I remember at the beginning of the month, this all transpired right before the election. And while the election was going on, we were in the hospital. And I had to call 911 one of those nights, and we literally flatlined and came back that night. And I remember screaming, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I thought about that because that was the first thing that came out of my mouth. Couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was a lot to take in. And watching someone lose control of who they are, not even know who they are, and feeling like, oh, my God, how can I help? But I sprung into action. And only being in that situation did I know what I would do. 
And I found out that even when I'm my most like, wow, oh my God, I can still help someone. That empowered, because then I said, well, if this happens again, now that I've I thought this through, I could even do better. Instead of saying, why did I do this? And why did I do that? And, oh my God, that happened to me. It didn't happen to me. It happened to them. What happened to me was the reaction that I never would have known until I got there. And I got there. But I knew enough the last day I did the show that, hey, something isn't right, like really isn't right. And I have to face this. I could have gone under the negative emotion and pretended it wasn't there and played the whole poor me card and then this happened and then that happened. But instead, I I said, hmm, okay, this is bigger than I am. I do not know what I'm going into. But I have to go in. I have to help. I have to try. And the only way I can do that is if I keep my resources close because I'm going to need every ounce of energy I have. And sure enough, a week later, less than a week later, that happened. No, I can't even remember. It was like right in the election time, so close. And we had episodes prior to that, and then episodes after that, and then we had another surgery. But instead of falling apart as we went along, I realized I was becoming stronger as we went along. I was becoming more realistic about the possibilities. I was scared to think that they would die. I didn't know how I could handle that thought. Now I can. And once I released that, it opened the door to conversations that we needed to have. Everybody gets time between being ill and dying. My parents both died right away. I remember whispering in my mom's ear, it's okay if you go. And I couldn't do that here because something deeper inside, that that survival instinct told me that this is not done. It's not pretty, but it's not done. So today I come to you stronger than I was when I left you on October 26th. And for all of us, we have to be able to challenge our negative emotions. I wrote up this show two weeks ago because I started realizing that I would just be walking up the stairs or coming down the stairs just doing nothing when I would go, Oh my god, that's that's another another way ego looks like. Wow, different clothes ego. Almost didn't catch ya. And I'd go, "Wow, you have some really good ones up your sleeve. I I'm, I'm I'm impressed." But not so impressed that I won't challenge you. And I talked that way out loud to myself. Because I needed to go back to a place where I trusted because ego was trying to tell me it can take care of me 
and it can take care of me well if I just jump aboard. And I could have played the whole poor me card or or the whole come and take care of me and I could have enabled myself and I could have let whatever is happening become baggage and regrets and create deeper fears and, and limit my beliefs in life. But then I found that tool. And it's not that I didn't have it, but what I did have and what I do have is the words to tell you, to tell me that, hey, if I get a negative emotion or a thought, I have the right to challenge it. And once I started doing that, I started breathing. I was able to concentrate. I was able to smile and take a bath and clean myself and clean my house and stop putting everything on hold until this was over. And I got to be present. You guys, I love so much being back. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow. Thank God. Love you. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.